Hello and welcome to Paranormal Hotline. Paranormal Hotline is a weekly podcast where we fall down the rabbit hole of the strange, surreal and spooky in search of things paranormal and some things best left unsearched. Sometimes occult, sometimes extraterrestrial and sometimes straight up bizarre. My name is Oshin and I'm joined, as always, by my co-ghost Kaylee. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Happy New Year to you, Kaylee. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all our listeners too. Yes, ha- Happy New Year, dear listener. So, you always refund, you refer to the listeners so dearly, like, oh, dear listener. And I'm like, well, what's cool? What, you better be listening, shitheads. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know where it is. I, like, I think it comes from a lot of old literature or like would kind of have a parable vibe to it. And it'd be like, oh, dear reader, this and that. Yeah. And so like that's kind of come across into my head. Yeah, that's fair. So I get that. I'm, keep, I'm keeping it going, you know. It's good. It's good. I like it. <laughs> so we're fresh into 2023. This is our, our first first episode of the year. I'm inevitably going to write 2022 on everything for about the next two months anyway. Yeah, but the good thing is a two is easy to turn into a three. Oh, it is, yeah. You, just you know, you just put an extra yeah. little bum on it. How was your Christmas time? It was Christmas. How- it was normal Christmas. Didn't really do anything. <laughs> I got you COVID visit- the day oh, after yeah, Christmas. Yeah. So, yeah, that was fun. I feel that like everybody is, got sick this year, though. Everybody got sick. There, it's it's about, and it's not just COVID. Like, there's no, it's everyone's not getting things. Everything. Uh, like, did anything strange or spooky happen to you? During no, the I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think so. Actually, I wasn't particularly looking for spooky though. So, what about okay, you, Oshin? Did what... anything spooky happen to you over Christmas? I have a, I have an occurrence to tell you about. <laughs> you told me briefly about this, and you didn't really yes. explain it. So I'm very excited to hear it. It didn't happen to me personally, like I didn't, I wasn't the one to see it, but I was there when it happened. It's just as well I didn't see it because it would have ended in a horrific accident. (laughs) So my girlfriend and I, we were picking up a takeaway like a couple of nights ago and we were on the way back to our house. I was driving the car. She was in the front passenger seat. It was dark out at this point. So I think it was like six o'clock and the journey was progressing nominally. I was focused on the road because I was driving, but... Out of the corner of my eye, I saw her do like a look in my direction as if she was checking something. And then she goes, Whoa, I thought I saw something just stick its head between us. And then like we're driving on, she starts describing this like like a dark figure from the back of the car, like like do a lean forward and reach its head between the headrests of the front seats. And so I started kinda like like I have an act of visual imagination. Yeah. So it's spooking me out a bit. You know, I'm I'm thinking what what could it be? Like I'm thinking f- fucking dementors or you know, like some fellow with like a, a mask on or you know what's going like is there a murderer behind me? Oh or my is it, like, god. Is it, like, yeah, some, it's like some <laughs> It's like that some, um that old tale of the person driving behind you flashing their their headlights and yeah. you think they're trying to kill you but it turns out they're trying to warn you that somebody's in the back of your car. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like that I was just like, you know, is is it someone out to get me? Is it like some That's strange thing, man. you know? Yeah. So like, you know, I know it's not there because, you know, she checks the back or what have you, but like in the back of my head I'm playing it out in my head, you know, bit by bit as much as you can while, you know, focusing on the road. We get back to the house and we're bringing the food in. She goes, you know, had like a flat back a flat black face like a panther. Oh, <laughs> so I started thinking back. This is like a real phantom cat. My God, yeah, because we only covered that episode recently. Yeah, so it's like a like an apparition, 
phantom, you know, not just like, oh, this is what we're going to call the cats that we don't know where they are. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, I said it to you briefly and you said, get her, <laughs> ask her if it looks like the painting of the cat. So the phantom cat from Kill a Key House. Yeah. From the near the Hellfire Club. <laughs> yeah. So it's excellent f- painting. Love it. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it didn't really look like that, apparently. Damn. Well, I suppose it would have had to have been looking right at her to look like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it would and have it w- to have been flat. <laughs> it was only a glance and she saw it and then she double taked and it wasn't there. Um, so she couldn't really remember. That's um, terrifying. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not sure if her addition of like, oh, it was a panther made it any, any friendlier than like whatever shade was in my head originally. Yeah. Your eyes must have been on the rearview mirror the entire time, though. Yeah, they were flicking up. Uh, well, it was dark out, so I couldn't, like, you know, you wouldn't even be able to see in the back of the car. Yeah, but you'd see, like, an outline at, like, at least, right? Uh, I was like, hoping. I yeah. was hoping that... Well, actually, I was Why hoping not to. Why would you be to. hoping? Yeah, I'd be hoping not to see anything. What do you think it was? I I really don't know. Because it was I, your girlfriend, cause you, so you can't really be like, oh, it wasn't really there. <laughs> 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 you know? <laughs> Oh, it, it's fi- fine, babe. Don't don't listen to the next episode. I'll just uh, slater here now, you know. Don't worry, no, Yoshi. Um, she doesn't listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I really don't know. Like I see things out of the corner of my eye too sometimes, but never anything so so specific. Yeah, that is very specific. It's also like a compromising place to be for something to appear. You know, like when oh, you're absolutely. stuck in a moving car, you can't like run away or jump out, like. <laughs> You know, you're never going to yeah. feel safe in that car again at nighttime. You know that. Probably right? not. No, your car no. could be haunted. Oh my! Oh my God! The mechanic. He remember he had the haunted, the haunting <gasps> in his house. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> it all Holy comes shit. full circle. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> the haunted mechanic makes another appearance. Oh no! It's a Christmas <laughs> miracle. For anybody who doesn't know, the mechanic for Ajin's car had uh, a haunted picture frame. Was it a picture frame? Or was it a mirror? No, it was just a haunting in the house. It was like the the picture frame kept or the yeah kept the on falling kept off the wall. Moving, the mirror yeah. kept on falling off, and like this was like bolted to the wall. Yeah, yeah, and there was like children's footsteps and stuff being heard, wasn't there? Yeah, and they'd um, be quiet if you told them to be quiet. God, you're gonna hear like a little child <laughs> singing in the back of your car now or something. Oh, you've no, got a haunted mechanic. <laughs> stop that. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna have to bring like <laughs> meow mix with you now to yeah. <laughs> give to the cat in the back of your car, yeah, just to keep it quiet and on long journeys. Yeah, I'm not going in your car anywhere. Uh, I'm gonna Wait, to did you car, drive uh, to the Hellfire Club? No, I drove. Okay, never mind. We need to exercise the car. <laughs> Can we record a video of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just light incense in your car, but accidentally set the car on fire. I mean, can can you insure against ghosts? I don't think so. I think that's an act of God. <laughs> I don't know, I, though. I, I, I never pieced it together before right now, and, like, it's immensely cursed. You've blown your... It's blown your mind, right? Oh. What does that do to the resale value? <laughs> you don't have to disclose that the car is haunted. Oh, no, thank goodness. It's one of two things. Either you're haunted, the car is haunted, or your girlfriend's haunted. She has seen... I don't want to say a ghost, but another apparition before, so... Didn't her windows bleed once? Yeah, like, the next episode is going to be on my girlfriend's house. And, yep. um, interviews of... No, uh... Could we do we'll it live see. there? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That would actually be good. Well, I mean, we saw the, the UFO there. 
That's true. Damn, man. You're like, uh, that house is haunted as fuck. <laughs> do, do we have any New Year's resolutions for the podcast that we want to say out loud and therefore be beholden to forever? Might we be going abroad for at least one episode this year? Yes, that would be great if we could. Yes. yes. Let's we do want that. to do that. Yes. Who knows where? We're going to high Brazil. So for this episode, we are covering some cryptids that are like uh, the small, not a named cryptid. They're not the cryptid celebrities. I would say they are. They're like they're pretty much celebrities, but they're. But you know what I mean. There's not enough about them to do their own episode, but they're they're fantastic and they are really well known as well. I don't know if it's because we live on this side of the Atlantic, or if it's because I was slash am a stupid gullible child. But until recently enough, and I mean my early 20s, I did not know that jackalopes are not meant to be a real animal. Yeah, I'm going to admit, I thought they were real as well for a long time. Like, I just never questioned it, to be honest. They look like they would be real. Do you want to describe them for anybody who does not know what a jackalope is by name? Jackalope is a jackrabbit with the horns of an antelope. Is that why it's called a jackalope? (laughs) Yeah, 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 it is. But get this, right? A jackrabbit isn't even a rabbit. Yeah, I thought it was a, a hare. hare. Yeah, I thought it was a hare because it doesn't. It looks like and a hare. And in North America, there's no the antelopes is just like a name that they use. They're not actually antelopes. They're pronghorns. Oh. So, uh, a jackalope is neither a rabbit or an antelope. But everyone's like, ah, yes, it's the rabbit, ah. rabbit with, with antelope horns. Also, a lot of the taxidermies that you would find use deer horn. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Man, and not, and I, yeah. I was saying to you earlier, but I literally spent all of today trying to find a taxidermy jackalope because I really want one because <laughs> I just did up my office while I was sick. I painted it and I, I'm doing it up and I just want one for like mounted on the wall. <laughs> they're very hard to find. Wonderful. You could, like, they're really expensive if you can find them, but they're very difficult to actually get a hold of. I don't know why I didn't think of it as a kid. Like That it wasn't No real. one ever made a big deal of it. Yeah. It wasn't like a, oh, there's that thing. You know, it, it was it wasn't presented as special enough to question. Yeah, it's because it's not like, like a unicorn or anything like that. It's not super fantastical or like magical. It's just no. like an animal with horns. I figured it's like you know mammals have horns. Yeah. you know, so I was like, oh yeah, it makes it makes sense. In American folklore, they seem to have initially been from Wyoming. Oh, uh, the city of that sort of area. This is at least where. It seems that a lot of the stories started off. Oh, I didn't know that. I assumed they were European. I don't know why. Aha. We'll get to that. Aha. Okay. Like, Jackalope, that referring to it of, is very American. There's a city of Douglas, Douglas, Wyoming. Let me tell you, they run with this as a theme. Um, I was on, I think, their city government information website, and the branding features a lot of Jackalope. Their logo, whatever, it says, City of Douglas, Wyoming, home of the Jackalope, we know Jack. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, I, like, I don't know. In my head, I was there like, you know, oh, you know, Jack shit. We know Jack. Yeah, that's like, yeah, I know yeah, nothing. There... <laughs> like, <laughs> that's pretty funny. They have a section for the history of the Jackalope. But more importantly, they issue hunting licenses. What? Oh, what? Can we get one? That is so cool. Do they like so... laminate it and send it out? <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, I know that like some states in the US, this is a really cool, th- uh, this is going to sound so dumb because I-, I love fishing, but in the US, if you mm-hmm. catch like a, uh, 
uh, over a certain size of a fish um, and you send it off to the state fishing commission or whatever it is, they'll send you out a patch saying that you caught the largest one that year or whatever to oh put on God, your jacket. Excellent. Isn't that the coolest thing excellent. ever? Imagine if you could get one of these for the for the jackalope. <laughs> <laughs> See, with Kaylee, a fishing enthusiast, and Oshin, a patch enthusiast, and um, <laughs> by our powers combined. That's really funny. I like that. That's really cool. It'd be nice if you can go into like an office and actually get one just to have it, you know? Yeah. Well, the... Uh, oh, I forget the name of the office, but they do issue them yearly. Uh, oh, the Douglas Area Chamber of Commerce. But get this. So you can only trap one per year. Yeah, that's fair. On June 31st. Oh. <laughs> oh. In, in like the legal notices on the, on the flip side of the hunting license. It, it specifies a few different types. So y- you are allowed to hunt the pedigree's lip salopus ineptus. What is that? Also known as the pronghorn. <laughs> Well, that's its that's its that's its scientific name. <laughs> no way does it have a scientific Known name. Known as <laughs> well, it's right there, the pronghorn jackalope. So that actually, you know, that that's saying the pronghorn, not the antelope. So it's interesting. Yes, it can be readily identified as having the size, shape, and color of a jackrabbit with horns similar to the pronghorn ap- antelope. Or small deer, but then it goes. Non-residents are warned or forbidden by law to hunt the larger and endangered Lepsa, Lepsopolis Incisorus Maximus, the saber-toothed jackalope. Whoa! The what? <laughs> the saber-toothed oh jackalope. Oh my god! <laughs> they are. This is all like completely legal, like government issue that stuff is here. By the way, guys, you know. Hilarious. Well, these are these are larger. They uh, 100 to 150 pounds, foot-long fangs, extremely vicious. Another bit I noticed, um, success- successful hunters or trappers should report their kill to any tavern in Converse County, Wyoming, where the catch will be catalogued and certified. They will then be debriefed and sobered up. <laughs> 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 so uh, a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Wow. It's all a bit tongue-in-cheek and made-up sounding, probably because the jackalope, or at least the American jackalope, does seem to be a work of fiction in this case. Its inventor is named Douglas from Douglas, Wyoming, and the story goes that in the 1930s, Douglas Herrick and his brother Ralph were hunting jackrabbits. They brought one into a taxidermist and it was put down next to some antlers and Doug goes, let's mount it the way it is. <laughs> uh, that's how he sounded. Um, I love it. So the two of them, who they had apparently previously learned taxidermy via mail order, because that's what you can do. What? You okay? Yeah, you just send away for instructions. I presume <laughs> they put together a jackrabbit with antlers and was bought by a local hotel. The rest is Hitler. Hi, uh, the, the rest, rest is, is Hitler. Hitler. <laughs> 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 the rest is history. Um, the rest. <laughs> Fuck. fucked that up. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving that in. Oh, please don't. I have to. <laughs> Excuse me. The rest is Hitler. Oh my god! I don't even know how I managed that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the rest of the sentence is they got popular in stories and entered folklore. So it's like that's Hitler. <laughs> I think you went to say history and popular at the same time and came up with it. It is. Hitler. That's what happened. I skipped over. <laughs> the rest is history. They got popular in stories and entered folklore. And then. I think the brother went on to like continue to make them to sell and another crowd locally started making them to sell to gift shops and stuff. 
That is so good, man. I love that. I want one so bad. It, like it's great. Yeah. No, I think uh, we should get one for the HQ. You know. Yes, absolutely. I was going to send you this picture. It is of my favorite piece of taxidermy to date. Oh my god! How do I get good, my huh? hands on this? That is it's glorious. So, uh, dear listener, <laughs> someone has taken uh, the front of a jackalope, the, the head and bust and the antlers section, and attached it to an electric toaster, which is also covered in fur. The fur matches color, so it looks like all one creature. It's insane. Does the does the toast print like a picture of the jackalope on it? <laughs> I you know, like when you buy like a Batman toaster and it prints the bat symbol on it. You get your tubby toast, yeah. your telly tubby toast. Yeah. I found out that jackalopes fit into a section of folklore called fearsome critters, which are sort of animal and cryptid myths particular to North America from the turn of and the early 20th century. So we, in a previous episode, covered the Snallygaster, which would fit into that group, I think. Oh, you know? okay. It's, it would be included there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it I did saw actually. one reference to it, you know. That's really cool. But there's a there's an old book from the turn of the century there um, about all those kind of things. So I'm going to try and hunt that one down. I wonder why there were so many sightings of strange creatures. Like, I know that, that when they were, like, traveling to America and traveling in, to other places in general, they were finding, like, crazy creatures like the platypus. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, see, you know, I was... Go- the platypus, like, so whatever. This is, like, you know, people cutting things up and sticking things together yeah. when they're dead but then like then you see the platypus and it's living but also the same yeah yeah the platypus like, is just a it's a work it of fiction it makes no sense <laughs> yeah it is stranger than fiction you know yeah for sure because it has a, it has like two stings in its tail yeah yeah it's like toxic or something isn't it as well yeah it, I think venomous, it's the same venomous. stuff that's in, in in nettles yeah I still I just mostly remember like the I think the first time I ever saw a uh platypus was from the Pringles ad because their <laughs> beak kind of looks like a Pringle and they were like using it as a dip yeah. thing <laughs> I was like that's not real <laughs> yeah it's real so it's like I think I believed in the jackalope but I didn't believe in platypus <laughs> oh yeah well that would make sense yeah. but you know it, I, so as much as like I'm reading this and people are going oh it's too far fetched and oh you know this story is a bit weird is there like it's not far fetched at all though yeah it's really not like, it's tame by comparison yeah. to, like, a platypus. It really is. If you're enjoying the podcast, you can help it out. We have a Patreon, and that's a way to directly support the podcast. And you'll get access to our Discord, where we're always chatting and posting stuff about and in between episodes. That's over at www.patreon.com forward slash Paranormal Hotline. We're on social media, and if you are too, you should consider following us there. On Instagram, we're Paranormal Hotline, and that's where we post pictures from our adventures and our investigations. On Twitter, we are Paranormal HL, and that's a place to get in touch with us. Finally, you can help us out for free by rating the podcast wherever you listen to it. And don't forget to subscribe to it if you want to get it as soon as it comes out each week. So, did you know that there's like a European similar folklore penchant for strange combination taxidermy? So, in the Bavarian part of Germany, there's the Vulpentinger. <laughs> They're kind of like a more eclectic creature by comparison to a jackalope. This thing's kind of more like a chimera, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. So, the classic is head of a rabbit, body of a squirrel. Body of it a has, squirrel? Yeah, sometimes. Very odd. Antlers of a deer and sometimes the wings are, and or feet of a pheasant. You know what I never thought about for the jackalope though, right? 
the horns are like massive on the head. Yes. I don't think its neck would really be able to support that. <laughs> no, and like, you know, it it's a hair, so they would be flying around. <laughs> yeah. And like, you just catch that. They'd be getting on, hit on by lightning every two seconds. Well. <laughs> I, I didn't write it down, but I read there was a whole thing of like one account and another tongue-in-cheek sort of thing is like they breed during lightning storms. Wow, that's amazing. Um, cool. And was there like, it was like the horns get in the way despite them being, you know, hairs. Ah. You would think there's more of them because they're hairs but the horns get in the way. Right, that's why they're going extinct. Or the antlers get in the way. <laughs> um, that's why they're, they're secret. I love it. So yeah, there's like a European side to this which actually does go back earlier after me saying oh whatever jackalope doesn't exist what if I told you that it does in fact exist in nature what or something yeah something sort of similar and possible inspiring historical legends of it you can't build me up like this and then this this better be no 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 (laughs) this better be good this is legit (laughs) this is pretty good jackalope that's an American thing of later and more recent history there is a 13th century artwork from Persia with a rabbit that has a horn much like a unicorn. Okay. In medieval European folklore, such as the Vulpentinger, there is horned rabbits. Then many sort of later, like, natural history texts and books had horned rabbits and horned hares. What if I told you that in reality it is so much worse? Explain. <laughs> so, there's this speculation that the sightings were inspired by rabbits and rabbit adjacents that are infected with a virus. Oh no. <laughs> there, there is a, a virus and it's called the Chopa papomilia virus. Uh, it affects rabbits and when the rabbits are affected they can develop horn-like protuberances on their bodies namely on their face. Oh, okay. Kind of like tumours. Right. So it's like a growth on their um, face kind of. Yeah. Now I've seen a lot of pictures of fucked up rabbits today. Oh, and I'm going to share them with you. Oh, do I want to see this? Uh, they're interesting. Okay. Oh, I, whoa, look at that thing. Oh, okay, yeah, I can totally see where they would. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's so, a jackalope. Yeah. But it has... And, like, look at this. Hold on, let, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, There's one that seems to have tusks. That one has 19 horns that I can count. Oh, yeah. Oh, that guy looks like he's in pain. That looks sore. And then this would be an engraving from uh, one of the books I was telling you about. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's definitely the same thing. So the horned rabbit, it's kind of more uh, bits and pieces as opposed to two, like, sort of chitinous horns. Yeah, I mean, like, this basically confirms the jackalope is real. It's just not (laughs) horns. It's growth. (laughs) I mean, look at that. That's, That's what it is, basically, right? That's it. Solved. Another one solved. I mean, it, it's it's a known possibility, you know? No. No, you solved it. Congrats. You're welcome. <laughs> Today, I also want to cover a creature that I know is dear to your heart, Kaylee. Is it a deer? No. It is, in fact, a fish. Ooh. I know what this is. I think I know what it is. <laughs> the fur-bearing trout. Yes, my boy. I fucking love the fur-bearing <laughs> trout. It's the funniest looking cryptid. I so badly want one mounted on my wall. <laughs> They're so dumb. So <laughs> we, we can take a moment to, to appreciate some fur-bearing trout taxidermy. The thing with fish taxidermy is, though, right? When you 
uh, skin a fish or you take the skin off the fish, it loses its color. So it's really, really hard right. to taxidermy fish because you have to paint them to look like the fish again. I did not know that, yeah. but it makes a lot of sense. Oh, what is, going what on is that? That doesn't even look like fur. That looks like cheese. <laughs> Fur-bearing trout, very rare. Look at his fur. Look at him. He's beautiful. I wonder what shampoo um, it uses. I don't really know how to describe this one better for the listeners. Oh. <laughs> Other than it's a fucking trout with fur on. Yeah, it's like a f- trout with fur instead of scales, except for its head and its fins. <laughs> and its tail. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's normally oh, like white fur as well, which like yeah doesn't make any sense. It's brilliant. I wish I had come well, up with it. I wish I was that smart, you know? So, <laughs> it is genius. Fish get cold, fish no longer cold. Yeah. And it's funny because like the, it was reported in like colder water. So it was like, oh, the fish adapted yeah. by <laughs> growing fur. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, let me get into this. In the Americas, there's two stories. It's reported to exist and appears in folklore from North America, Canada and Iceland. Nice. It has a thick coat of fur to either keep itself warm in the cold environments or because someone spilled hair tonic into a river in Arkansas. <laughs> Oh, I didn't hear that one before. That's great. Uh, yep. So it depends on where you are and who you're listening to. I think for the most, like, the most of the world, we can discredit the hair tonic. I'm going to get a goldfish and try it. <laughs> Please don't. The legend is far more widespread than just a river in Arkansas. And also, I don't think any hair tonic is remotely that good. Otherwise, you wouldn't have this whole issue of people having to get you know scalp transplants you never know it could just be better on fish the earliest claim of I suppose that neck of the woods furry trout is a letter home by a Scottish immigrant and uh, he was writing oh there's many you know it's abundant with furred animals and fish and then they were like hey you know tell us more about this fish and he sent them back a specimen supposedly (laughs) bear in mind this was referenced you know on hoaxes.org okay (laughs) so not 100% sure on that one. He just sends them back the cousin eight of fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is maybe an Icelandic legend that is similar. The uh, Lotsilgur is a furry trout, sometimes also called a shaggy trout. Ooh. Uh, it might be the creation of evil demons and giants. Oh. It might be a punishment for human wickedness. Um, they're kind of you can't really eat them or they're poisonous sometimes oh yeah actually I do remember that they're like extremely poisonous to eat or something the appearance of the Icelandic shaggy trout varies but a trout like shape and the presence of hair are diagnostic Lodzilungurs tend to be ugly and strange the one described by Nordri in 1855 had a beard of reddish hair on its lower jaw and neck <laughs> no way as well as hairy patches on its sides and hairy fins wow Another account distinguishes between trout with shaggy hair near the front of the head and trout with hairy manes on either side. The adipose fin is either reduced or absent and scales may not be present. The most detailed description specifies that it is no bigger than an arctic char and is often the size of a man's finger. The tail is narrower and the front thicker than other tr- in other trout. The small deep-set eyes are set ahead of a bulbous skull. The short snout has a distinct overbite. The teeth are pitch black 
Finally, Lord Silger is covered with a fine, downy, cotton-white hair. The na- this hair, namesake of the trout, resembles mould and is visible only when the fish is dead and in the water. On dry land, it lies flat against the scales and becomes invisible. There's a writer from Iceland called Sjan, who he also went by Johnny Triumph when he was performing with the sugar cubes. Wow. Uh, he's a fan of the Lord Silinger. He recalls a story that if a man eats the furry trout, he'll get pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and that his scrotum has to be cut open to deliver the baby. Oh my god, what? Oh my god, that is so funny. So, oh my god, I can't believe yeah. that. What? <laughs> it gets a man pregnant. Yep, gets a man pregnant. Jesus Christ. So, across across the, the ocean, an American account appears in a 1929 issue of Montana Wildlife Magazine written by a J.H. Hicken. The discovery of this fur-bearing fish was made while travelling through Glacier National Park during a sudden drop in temperature, following up which led to Iceberg Lake, located near Whitefish, Montana. Several hooks were broken immediately upon touching the water. Finally, one was heated, and when it hit the water, the temperature tempered the hook, with the result that only one of the fish was caught. The water in this lake is so cold that nature has taken care of her own by providing the fish with a thick coat of fur. In fact, the water is so cold that it is beyond the freezing point, which is an interesting thing to say. Yeah, would it not be... It would be ice at that point. Yeah, it would be frozen, right? The bezel is a very rare specimen. It's found only on Prince Edward Island and lives on the... uh, Yeah, and lives on the home of the hummingbird. Wait, what? They were only... The home of the hummingbird. What's that mean? I don't know. Okay. It, It lives on the home of the hummingbird. Right, okay. This starts to get shaky very quickly, um, Kaylee. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> they were found to be the only bait that these fish will bite, except in extreme warm weather, where it's been learned that they will bite on ice worms. Another peculiarity of this fish is that it follows the precept of the poet who said, in the spring, a young man's fancy light, uh, lightly turns to thoughts of love. So with these fish, and during this period, with a portable phonograph, by putting on a love song, the fish will come to the surface and the quick transfer to a jazz record results in them shaking themselves to death when they can be picked out of the water. Wow. Hmm. This is uh, scientifically reviewed. Jazz makes them (laughs) shake themselves to death. Yes, but only if they come up in the water seeking a love song. Oh, okay. That is so funny. I really want to get one now that does like jazz when it, it, you know, like the, you know, the talking fish head thing. The Billy Billy Bass. Yeah, the Billy Bass. Get one of those, but it's it's a trout and it sings jazz. We could probably make jazz. I want one. I'm thinking about it now. God damn it, Oshin. You just, you just need some fur and a Billy Bass. I do, but I also need it to right. sing specific Jazz. things. Like Take Five. And raspberry Dave Pie. Fra- yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, this, is, this episode is going to bankrupt me. <laughs> they make a rare fight in landing them out of the water due to the fact that the nature has provided them with this fur which ruffles and causes such a resistance that it's practically impossible to land them only under the most favourable circumstances the fur also acts as an accelerator and when they step on the gas with their tails and fins their speed is beyond any known fish at the present time Hmm. this in turn also acts as a brake in reducing speed or stopping by simply putting their fur against the grain and is their protection against survival of the fittest the change of temperature from this water to atmosphere is so great that the fish explodes upon being taken from the water and the fur and skin come off in one perfect piece, making it available for tanning and commercial purposes <laughs> and leaving the body of the fish for refrigerator purposes or eating How as desired. So convenient. It skins itself, basically. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> 
If the fur is made into a neck piece, it has been found to be a cure for goitre and tonsillitis, the fur stimulating circulation to such an extent that all impurities are removed. The fish, I, I don't trust the fish, Kaylee. Why? Well, well, I understand why you would trust Well, I don't trust, trust that article, right? Because I don't trust that article. Yeah, 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 that's fair. I suppose it's like, there's more reason for you not to trust it because you could get pregnant eating it. That's true. I very much do not want it to exist. Yeah. I, d- I don't know also if it's going to be like a, a human child or a fish child. Oh, shit, yeah. What, what is it? That was never specified. And who's the who's the father? <laughs> is I the fish know. the dad? You know, was, I don't know. I don't want to get into the question of that sort <sighs> of, of the, biology. Oof, yeah, Jesus. I don't know. I don't trust this article. <laughs> this, this is a very fishy article. Oh. <laughs> Nice one. <laughs> Got there eventually. Yep. In my personal opinion, the fur-bearing trout is wild, and I love it, but it's also not very real. There is a, a, a fish called a hairy fish, uh, Mirapinna uh, isau, which is a type of flabby whalefish, is what it's called. Oh. And it has hair-like fins. Is it like just bones? Kinda, it's a kind of long sort of thing going on. Because like sometimes Spine, fish it bones. It almost like spines, they, you know? Yeah, they do look like, they do look like hairs, kind of. Yeah. And you know you see catfish and it looks like they have a moustache. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm looking at a picture but of this thing. I see it. Not like that, but kind of similar. Um, but uh, they're named for a hairy man in the Bible. Oh. <laughs> Apparently. I picked that up. Um, but there is also, and like they were saying, a type of mould, uh, saprolegnia, which is uh, also known as cotton mould. It occurs in water and it can infect fish. And I imagine if a fish had a lot of it on it, uh, it could look like hair and I, that would be my rational explanation for this fish has washed up and it's furry and does it, it does it this... get on live fish or is it just on dead fish oh I yeah. see it look at that ah yeah yeah Oshin so t- two, two in two. the bag man you solved fur bearing trout and jackalopes new year new me done <laughs> done <laughs> now do ghosts <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I need the whiteboard for this one so Two strange creatures, lots of strange taxidermy. We could possibly blame it all on two diseases. We could possibly blame it all on two diseases or blame it all on taxidermy. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, The real question I have for you is, who do you think would win in a fight? Who would your money be on? I don't know. Um, It's got to be on the the jackalope, right? Because he's got the horns. Yeah, I think so. But also, it depends where they are. You know, if the jackalope's in the water, it'll probably drown. Or freeze to death. Or freeze. It's things like this that make like fishing and exploring fun that you might see these bizarre yeah. creatures, you know? Yeah, and, and even if you don't see them along the way, you're almost imagining them behind every corner. You know, oh, what was that? Yeah, was that exactly. one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is something I always liked, you know? That was that was the whole point of telling stories around a campfire. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So uh, that was my my semi scientific analysis of those. Uh, I hope I did them justice. Um, no, they do they exist. You just explained they why do. they exist. Uh, yep, with cold hard science. That's all we have time for this week. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to our new Patreon called London. Uh, hello and welcome aboard. Welcome. If you like the podcast, suggest us to your friends and family, and we would appreciate that. If you have any personal ghost stories or otherwise paranormal stories that you'd like us to read on the podcast, send them in to us at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. Or if you know of any stories that you'd like us to cover, send us an email about them or shoot us a message on any of our social media and we'll get back to you on it. Thanks for listening and a happy new year to you all. Happy new year. Bye-bye. Bye.